When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. All right, yes, yes, yes. Welcome You're back on the air. Warriors. We're on the air, Captain. You're on the air. I always like saying that. I, it seems so official, doesn't it? <laughs> that is the voice of Rick Summers announcing that we are on the air. You know, I used to have a director uh, at NBC, at WNBC. The, and when the first newscast I ever did, I heard that, the, you know, they rolled the intro as the show's coming in. And it's right. Three, two, two, one. We're on the air. And he had this amazing voice. And I thought, wow, this is how they do it in the big leagues. There was no other director that ever sounded like that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> We're on the air. We're on the air. This is the Middle Age Warriors on Believe. I'm Chris Cimino. He's Rick Summers. Welcome Hello. back for joining us again. Uh, we are getting deeper to spring. Baseball season has started, and at least our Mets are on a good roll at this point while we're recording this. We'll see how long that yeah. lasts. Yeah. It, you know, and it's funny because we're just coming out of uh, the, the confluence of <laughs> – it's it's a kitchen disaster when Passover meets Easter. Yeah, it was like and so, Easter weekend, yes. Yeah, and so I'm laughing because, as you've heard me say this a gazillion times, my wife's Italian, you're Italian. Italians, I'm Jewish. Italians and Jews were all the same. The guilt is the same, but the Italian food is so much better. Well, <laughs> thank you for handing that on to us. You're welcome. No, no offense, no offense to, to, to the Jewish population who enjoys their wonderful seders and, you know, during Passover. But actually, I made one of my favorites on Easter, uh, just straight up traditional basic lasagna. It, I still love it. It's just, uh, it hits the spot. The leftovers are waiting for me as we speak. <laughs> oh, good. Sounds good. I'll, wait a sec. I think, I think I lost my invitation in the mail. Well, it's Passover. I figured you wanted to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. go, speaking of speaking of Jewish and Catholic guilt, what did you just? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right upside my head with that one. All right, hey, I can I'll, play with the best of them, man. I'll mail out next year's now. Okay. Okay. But in any event, uh, hoping for you know the the weather's been kind of funky. It's a little nasty and raw. Easter was not the warmest. When you think about Easter being April seventeenth, you would yeah guaranteed really nice weather. But we're having a little rough roll with that. But uh, oh, did I just say roll? Look at that segue. Look at wow, that. that was a good segue. Yeah. Well, I, you, you actually came across our guest today. So, uh, yeah, Ralph Roll, and that is spelled, and I do spell it in the interview because I want everybody to know how to reach him or find him R O L L E. Um, and uh, I, I'm not even sure that I think that came from Valerie mm-hmm. because all good things come from Valerie, oh, Valerie. Right. because right. she is so well wired. And she said, you and Chris really should talk to this guy. Ralph Roll is a drummer, but bigger than that, he's a New Yorker and has a heart of gold and started a business a few years ago that is just doing gangbusters um, in a bakery and kind of a little cafe. And you're going to hear our interview with Ralph uh, coming in just a couple of seconds, but... 
I'll let Chris do what Chris yeah. does so well. Well, yeah, I do look forward to the interview. It's, it, I think it's Soul Snacks. And I will tell you this, guys, after you hear this interview, if you're not uplifted, he's just one of those guys, just just the way he speaks and his perspective on life just makes you feel good. And, and it's such a positive slant. But before we get to that, of course, we have to get to our all-important sponsor, Bet Online. Hey, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find out the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and then next season's futures. And don't forget, the MLB is back and running as well. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so let's head to the website right now or use your mobile device to join and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we are so glad to welcome Ralph Roll, who wears so many hats. And I want to spell your last name, R-O-L-L-E. So anybody that wants to look up Ralph on Google, as we all do, will easily find him. Not to be confused with any other kind of role there is. But Ralph, you are a musician. You are a baker. You are a philanthropist. You are a motivational speaker. Welcome to Middle-Age Warriors, where you wear so many hats. I'm not sure we have a big enough hat rack for you to hang them all on. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate you uh, uh, having me on the show. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats, but I, I enjoy what I'm doing. It doesn't make me tired mm-hmm. um, uh, because my goal right now in my life with all the hats I wear is to try my best to give back as much as possible. That's very, very important to me. I think um, what I've received from a very young person up until now are gifts and gems that I just want to pay forward. That's awesome. I mean, you know, you're a kid from the Bronx, grew up in the projects. Your interest in music, obviously, that was the first facet of your career and a large part of it. I was just looking through some of the credits from television and movie performances. They go on and on and uh, studio live performances. You've played with uh, people like Aretha Franklin, uh, in the Ari, Sting, Cher, Sheik, uh, Dua Lipa, Boys to Men, Percy Sledge. I mean, these are these are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people in many cases. How did that all get started? The musical interest, first of all. The interest in music came by way of my um, my brother, my brother Howie, and also my sister Yvette, but mostly my brother Howie, who's about seven years older than me. So there's four of us: Howie, Yvonne, and myself. And Howie, being the male in the house because my father, my mother, I found out right before she passed away, I found out that they had broken up when she was pregnant with me. So even though I knew him, he wasn't in the house. So Howie was there. He played music, everything from gospel to rock, to R&B, to pop, soul, poetry. My brother listened to everything. And he was a tinkerer, always had been a tinkerer still to this day. And he had a real to real player that he would take uh, records off the radio and splice them together to take out the commercials. So I just would listen to everything that he had. You know, it's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge uh, fan of so many styles of music is because he exposed those things to me at a very young age, as well as my sister, who was very fashion driven and she was a great artist. Uh, So I was fortunate to just be up under him and him just kind of showing me the way as far as my musical uh, tastes. I want to ask you, growing up in New York, 
what did you listen to? What did you watch on TV? What were the influences in your life? On the radio, I listened to WABC. Uh, I listened to WMCA, the good MCA, guys. MCA, sure. Yeah, and I used to listen to uh, Soul 1600, WWRL. Those were the things on the radio. And, and for me, you know, music was just music. It was just good music. It didn't matter where it came from, whether it was uh, Sam Cooke or, the, or the, uh, the Four Seasons. If it was good music, it was good music. And I've always felt that way. So on TV, there was a show on Channel 13 on PBS called Soul. Mm-hmm. And they used to have some really cool groups on Soul. And then we were fortunate to have the Ed Sullivan Show on the Ted McAmateur Hour. Those are the early versions of uh, X Factor and, and uh, American Idol. So those were my influences watching all of those TV shows and seeing these incredible artists performing. I had a chance to work with some of those people later yeah. on, which is the most amazing thing in the freaking world. But yeah. So to that point, when and where did you suddenly go, hey, I could actually make a living doing this? <laughs> okay. That's so, a rough way to make a living. You know that. Music. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, so, so as I mentioned, my brother was a tinkerer mm-hmm. and just a quick story. One day my mother came home from work and he had wired his reel to reel to an amplifier and, and found some speaker wire from a, a discarded stereo system to her console in the living room. And, you know, growing up, you never touched your parents' console. Wow. <laughs> never. I mean, that was the law of the land for every family in the world and he wired it so he so my mother i thought she was going to kill him that day um as far as the 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 drumming my brother decided to be the drummer and i just followed behind him Mm. my mother allowed him to have a drum set and i was very small i was was in the middle of the two beds and i saw the drums there and i'm like oh my goodness now i i figured out later on why she let him do it but I just followed him and I would say, Howie, please, can I play? I want to play drums. You're playing drums. I want to play drums. He said, you can play drums, but you're left-handed. Don't switch the drums around because the ride cymbal was on the right side. I had the the luxury of watching one of your, I guess, masterclass videos about drumming. And I learned the term, which I had never heard before. I used to be a drummer, like as a kid with a snare drum, paradiddle diddle. Can you explain that? Okay, well, paradiddle-diddle is a rudiment, uh, and there are many rudiments. There are uh, what you call so-called standard rudiments, and then there are some um, kind of hybrid rudiments. Mm-hmm. Paradiddle-diddle is one of those kind of sl- standard-slash-hybrid rudiments, which is a, is to take off on the very basic and one of the rudiments you start, which is a paradiddle. So a, a diddle is a double. So a a paradiddle diddle is actually when you do two doubles right behind each other. And a paradiddle is one. So a paradiddle to explain is right, left, right, right. That Mm -hmm. right, right being the diddle, left, right, left, left, (laughs) that being the diddle. So right, paradiddle, paradiddle, paradiddle. And a paradiddle diddle is paradiddle diddle. So that's that's what a paradiddle diddle is. So um, years ago, there's a guy named Frank Nash. They call him Fast Frankie. And he made up this exercise. And I actually had it transcribed and I teach that exercise. Uh, so big up to uh, Fast Frankie for this cool exercise. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that's what a paradigm bit is. So, so, so we still didn't get to when was the moment that either you got paid to do this or you oh. were able to get a job doing this. And, you know, how did it go from there? That's what I'm really interested so, in. So, so back to the story of the drums. So I sit down at the drums and I just start playing. And the only reference I have to anything that I really liked was Ringo Starr on Ed Sullivan playing with the Beatles. And he sees love, sure, yeah, he's playing. And what I remembered about that day is when the Beatles came on, there was this excitement. And I was just a kid. I think I was six years old when the Beatles mm-hmm. hit. But the excitement around America of them coming on the Ed Sullivan show, if you watch that clip, Ed Sullivan can barely get the word the Beatles out before the, the, <laughs> the girls are screaming. Oh, yeah. But what I, what I latched on to was the joy on Ringo's face when mm-hmm. he played. And I was like, I want to feel like that. That's mm-hmm. what I want to feel like. I want to look like that when I'm playing. It's that joy of him just, you know, da, da, da. <laughs> so I would, I would play and the, and there was a, a window in front of me and then, and the next door neighbors would watch me. So they were my audience. And I just, I just would play for them and, you know, and they would look wow. at, at me and, 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 and uh, that's how I got started. And one day the drums uh, disappeared. And they disappeared because my, I asked my mother what happened. She said, yeah, it's your brother. Mm-hmm. I went to my brother because he had just ha- had found a new girlfriend that he was so in love with. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> he was about 17, 18 years old at the time. So I said, yo, uh, Howie, what happened to the drums? He said, well, first of all, mommy put me out because uh, Michelle is pregnant. And oh, wow. she said, you can't live here and be a father. So you got to leave. So I needed the money, so I sold the drums. Mm-hmm. So all I heard was, I oh sold the drums. I didn't <laughs> hear anything about nothing. Yeah. You were so, going to be an uncle. <laughs> the, the, right. I didn't hear none of that. Made No, I just, just where's, where's the freaking drums? We'll get back to Ralph in a minute, but first, another word from one of our new sponsors. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. Now, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe, that's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. So um, the silver lining to that story is my brother just celebrated, my brother and his wife, the same Michelle, just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, and they have four daughters and a host of grandkids. And, um, wow. you know, they do what most retired people do. They, they move to Florida. So That's the law. It is. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so. In, in his tinkering, tinkering turned into a uh, electrical, uh, mechanical, excuse me, mechanical engineer's career and his own company. Oh, wow. and, but he gave up the drums. We bought him a drum set for his 
40th or 50th birthday, 50th birthday. And they sat there and collected dust and he gave them to a kid. But that's how the whole thing for me, once the drums bit me, you know, my mother thought that I was going to go to school for mechanical engineering and, and kind of follow my brother's footsteps. And I didn't. And she was not happy about that. So I remember reading about you that making music, you know, when you're young or playing the drums was a way of life, but that you decided that the real way to a woman's heart was by baking. <laughs> Talk about that because that's where you're concentrating a lot of your charity and your, your energies right now. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was a portion of time that I was an extremely shy kid. I don't know what happened. When, when girls showed up, I became like super shy. I was always very funny. My, when I was in public school, the teacher used to call me the Cheshire Cat because I was always cracking jokes. But as soon as I discovered girls, I just got like, I couldn't talk to them. I just felt, and all of my friends to me were cool. They had swag. I didn't have swag. I was a, I was a kid from the projects. I was kind of smart. I got skipped a year from seventh to ninth grade. Wow. You know, so I didn't feel like I had that. I felt, which is probably why the Big Bang Theory is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I didn't feel like I fit in. So my thing was, I learned how to bake from my grandmother and my mother. And I loved baking from a very young kid. So young that my grandmother would put us at the kitchen table on telephone books, me and my cousin Vincent, because we were the only boys, because Howie was out with his girlfriend. Remember that story. So she would give us the bowl. You know, this is the bowl. It's got the, the, the frosting fresh made that she made. We would lick the frosting out the bowl to the point you didn't even have to clean it. Just put it on the drain. <laughs> and I just remembered all of how that affected people, how it affected the family, the smells, the just the comfort of what that did. So when I got to that age where I wanted to talk to girls, I would let my baking do the talking. So if I met a girl, I would give, <laughs> give some cookies or a cupcake or something small and they would go oh that's so sweet you're so nice and that was my that was my introduction that was my rap that was my rap and it worked uh so any guys out there if you're shy learn how to cook learn how to bake you'll be all right <laughs> smooth, smooth cookie operator look at you i like that I like so when you what were the that's first funny. original the original recipes that were you know the, the real go-to's it's usually one or two that are really the one that gets passed along in the family, or was it a plethora? Yes, you're absolutely right. The recipes were the chocolate chip cookie and the, mm. the oatmeal raisin cookie. Mm. Um, those are the first two that I learned how to make. They're actually part of the line. Actually, if you've tasted the cookies, you've tasted the, the down-home double chocolate chips. Mm. Uh, it's the reason why they're called down-home, because that's what they came from, down-home. Wow. And from there, I learned how to take the base of what was started with each recipe and turn that in to new products. Now, obviously some of it changes to what because you need certain things less or more, but the, the fear of creation, when you have such a great place to start from is not as difficult. I so see. that's that's where that actually, uh, those cookies came from. And the, the recipes are over a hundred years old. One of the know? things I saw in one of your drumming lessons and in, in teaching you said, is get the technique right first before you try and learn all the moves. And that yeah. basically came from grandma, right? I would, I would say yes. And also for my mother. My mother was a very um, rule-driven person. You know, she had rules. And the reason why she put my brother out, because he broke the rules. And she didn't want 
the, the other siblings to, 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 to think that they could get away with things. <laughs> so she felt like in her control mechanisms as a, as a single parent being the mother and the father, that he broke the rules and she can't let me see that. And it's so funny because my brother and I, many decades after she passed away, had a conversation about that because I always wondered why when it got to a certain point in my life, he wasn't around. And I said, Howie, I got to ask you, what happened? What, 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 what? He said, well, listen, I was out in the street. I was doing things. Mommy knew it. She wasn't hundred percent sure, but she came to me and she said, I'm telling you right now, stay away from your brother. I don't know what you're doing but I don't want him to see. Right. Or, or, and, and, and I went, I get it. It was like a dark room with a puzzle with missing pieces, which only thing that was on that puzzle was the light. And all of these questions were never answered. So, and I was afraid to ask because I didn't know, but as I got older, I'm like, no, I'm grown, I can ask. And that's what I realized. My mother had rules, strict rules. So technique is an important part of any person's growth before you start to, elaborate or experiment you know you can go out and do you know many things at the beginning but you're going to have to learn certain certain parts of everything you just can't get in the car and drive <laughs> you got to learn the technique on what 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 the mechanisms are so i think that's kind of normal with life and just growing up from from crawling to walking you know you bring up something and again just another great example of the strength of a woman and hmm. how important that is across the board to other women, and more importantly, it seems men quite often, young men. Uh, the strength of your mother sounds like she really was the guiding light, as well as your brother was to a degree, but she really kept it focused apparently for you. Oh, there's, I, I can tell you, listen, there's there's no, no doubt at all that she was that person. My mother, while she was raising us, and, and then you'll get, you'll get more of me. In, in just a moment, mm -hmm. while she was raising four kids, my mother worked a regular job and she was the president in Bronx River Houses of the Tenant Association, the president of the Tenant Patrol. She ran the garden program, which every, there were nine buildings. Each building had their own garden program where they would have a competition and it would end up in a housing authority newspaper. She ran the summer youth program and she, she was the crossing guard on the corner. So my brother just told me this last week and I did not know this. My mother had to post a note on our door, please do not knock after 9 p.m. Because when people had problems in their apartments or whatever, they wouldn't go to management. They would come to her because they knew that she would get, if they saw my mother coming into management, it was like, oh, Jesus, here she come. Because <laughs> you know, mama knows best. Right. So I, I have to say from watching her and her getting it from my grandmother that I got it honestly. Just being involved in wanting to help communities grow is just kind of natural in my, in my blood, you know, and I love it. It's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to want to just do good things for other people. What a great woman and to see it, you know, move forward generationally is-, is Yeah. So speaking it's, of which, real quick, Rick, go ahead. Yeah, no, it speaks volumes about Soul Snacks, which is your, your cookie and baking company. And I want you to explain the philanthropic side of that and giving back. Um, your products are, by the way, amazing. 
as a cookie aficionado, and I've never met a chocolate chip cookie I don't like, but I really, really love these. They're great, and I will eat my way through many bags, I'm sure. Well, thank Troublemaker. you <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I've been asked is my reason for, for staying in the Bronx. And if that is a question that's almost like a loaded question, and the reason why I say that is because people do not have a very positive opinion or view of the Bronx overall. And this is globally. I've done interviews in many places and the Bronx has gotten a bad rap since the 70s, for sure. uh, since the gangs, since hip hop. And many people, that's all they remember. They don't know, you know, the, the Yankees. They don't know the Botanical Garden. They don't know the Bronx Zoo. They don't know about Ralph Lauren. They don't know about Regis Philbin. They don't know about the, the start of hip hop. Some of them do. But my point is, is there's a lot of positive attributes about where I grew up. Uh, there are a lot of positive things that are going on in the Bronx. But many times when I'm doing interviews in other places, people ask, why am I here? I look at that as, you know, somewhat of a loaded question, like not why in a positive way, but why in a like, why are you here? Scratch your head why. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I grew up here. You know, my mother grew me in up here <laughs> and I'm my brothers and sisters. And there's a lot of positivity here and a lot of great attributes from the New York Yankees to the, the Botanic Gardens, to the Bronx Zoo, to some of the most famous people in the world from the Ralph Lauren, Regis Philbin, the start of hip hop. I, I mean, I could go on and on and on about what the Bronx has delivered to the world. So me having my facility in the Bronx is just basically saying that this national, international cookie is from the projects of Bronx River Houses. And it, that came from some serious goodness and the only way that we can change things that are bad is by doing things that are good. So that's why I'm here. My facility is here. The brand has grown from here. I think it's, it's important for anyone to do that anyway. Before we run out of time, as we inevitably do, we are speaking with Ralph Roll, who is the, the big, I don't wanna say the big cheese, but I'm about to, the big cheese at the cookie company. Um, and that would be Soul Snacks coming from the Bronx, New York, which is where Ralph comes from. And we're very proud of because there's a Bronx in all of us. And I just wanted you to elaborate on where our listeners could easily find your products in oh. stores or online. Well, thank you very much. You can find our product in Walmart. You can very soon we'll be able to find our product in Kroger. We've also picked picked up some other outlets that we're negotiating with. One of those is Home Shopping Network, okay, and, and Amazon as well. If you want to buy the cookies uh, online, we have a fresh baked line. Uh, you can go to SoulSnacks.com, and you will find all the stores that we're in for Walmart. They're in alphabetical order by state. Yeah, it's um, it's it's growing. The cookies are out there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you started a new relationship. It was, I guess, with Damon John and Chase Bank. And what, yeah. what is that deal? What, tell us a little bit more about that and how that happened. Well, you know, we, we all, all of us got hit by this pandemic. It's something that 
like uh, the blackout in the 70s is something that we will be talking about for the rest of our lives. It's impacted everyone in different ways. And my cookie company basically came to a stalemate. I had just opened a restaurant right before COVID and uh, COVID killed us. I mean, literally just put his foot on our neck and said, you're done. But what I decided to do, try to find something good in everything that's not so good. That's just how I plan to live. And I came up with this idea to send a proposal to Chase, JP Morgan Chase, for the purpose of saying thank you to our first responders by mm -hmm. giving them cookies, whether it's hospitals, mm -hmm. police or EMT, you know, or essential workers, just that was the proposal. And about maybe three months later, I received a, an email from Chase and said, we, had, we got your email, sorry, it took so long for us to respond, let's talk. I was stuck on the, in traffic on the Triborough Bridge going to Queens to pick up <laughs> labels. I remember it like yesterday and my phone rang and I usually don't answer calls like most of us that I don't know, but I answered this one. And it was a woman from Chase. She says, hi, um, from Chase. I received your message. I want to talk to you about your idea. I have something for you. And from that call, we now bake for JP Morgan Chase National uh, for all of their employees and, and um, managers of banks wow. that they send out cookies for their employees and, and buy for themselves. And wow. it's, it's been a really good relationship. And that's how I got with Damon John because they saw what was going on and they said, we like your energy, we like what you're doing. And they got me in front of Damon, which was really amazing. He has some great uh, information for me. I really appreciate that. We so appreciate you carving out some time to talk with us because we obviously just in talking with you, never mind reading about your history and everything else going on in your life, know how busy you are. Family is good. You're good. What are your immediate hopes for the future? The hopes ultimately is to start a drum and bugle corps in New York City. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but the drum and bugle corps is like a marching band. Mm -hmm. And anybody in drum corps, if you say marching band, they'll kill you if you say that. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but if you want to Google drum and bugle corps, you'll get what I mean. I came from that, that uh, world and it was amazing for young people. And it's a great way to uh, not only keep kids involved in something incredible, but it teaches them how to be uh, good people and grow in life. And they can now transcend that into being great adults and now down to their kids. Awesome. And, the, and the, the art form left some, some many years ago and I'm, I'm planning on bringing it back in a very good way. Well, Ralph, we're short on time. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, again, thanks for the cookies. Thanks for yeah. the you provide us all uh thanks for giving back the way i think you're you are the ultimate example of when you know you receive you give and that makes makes it all better actually and it seems like uh you've got everything put together so well yeah i'm so happy you spent some time yes. uh thank you chris i really appreciate, appreciate that. thank you thank you and we so appreciate the time you spent with us thank and you, i really appreciate your cookies Thank you. Thank you. And I hope to see you guys one day. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come up to your, come up and see you soon. We yeah, we're opening a new facility where the old Bronx Spofford Detention Center used to be. It's now uh, affordable housing and it's a new facility we're putting there. And we're also adding a culinary arts school there as well. All right. I'm going to take my WPIX people and hopefully we'll do a story about it. Thank How's you. That? Thank you so much. Well, I got to say, I am not disappointed. Uh, what an interesting 
interesting guy and you nailed it when you said you know he is the consummate you get and you give back and he is god if we only had more people like him yeah on our, including you know, ourselves on our, yeah on our team yeah, yeah. I mean, his his ability, you know, the other part of one of the stories he was talking about how when something seemingly bad happens to him in his life, the first thing he goes to is, all right, how do I turn this somehow into a positive, whether it's through a learning experience or whatever. And uh, he just he just keeps going. I would say he keeps rolling, but that would be too much of a pun. So, he, yeah, he just yeah you know, it, it's the old making lemonade out of lemons. You mm -hmm. know, it really is. So yeah, and, and he but he, I can't wait until we can get up to his restaurant when they get back open again and uh soul snacks those cookies i gotta tell you ah they are good yeah there's there's nothing left in your cupboard apparently speaking of you didn't share with your friend uh yes. <laughs> I, I get my cookies over here buddy but uh yeah to that point and it's great that he's building in the community in the bronx creating jobs there and creating a, a healthier environment for young people to see you know what it's like, what the what opportunities there really are if you stay focused and you keep your eye on the ball. So yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a great guy, and this was really a great guest. So thank you, Valerie, for this guest. <laughs> yes, thank you, Valerie, and thank you, Ralph, and thank you, Ralph, of course. Yes, and, and as Stevie Winwood would say, you got to roll with it. Got to roll with it. I like it. Uh, any last parting thoughts before we head on out? No, I'm uh, I'm I'm just still. Uh, welcoming spring and i can't wait for the weather to get warmer which is not something i normally stay but i think we've had enough of the cold dreary stuff yeah we've, we've got to get we've got to get this on track and hopefully before june let's just let's just say <laughs> yeah so on that weather note i will say sunshine always and i will say be good feel good which by the way i appropriated from Lionel Richie many, many years ago. Did I have to tell you that story? I think I did. Yes. Girl, I'm glad he provided that for you. Does he Does he charge you every time you use this line? I don't think he knows who I am or that I use it. But <laughs> well, there's that possibility as well. Yeah. Anyway. Be good, feel good. Anyway, listen, we're out of here. Um, thanks for joining us on Middle-Aged Warriors. Take care, folks. And of course, once again, the show was brought to you by Ed Online. Bet online. You bet. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.